Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. There's a man today who had a party with lots of people, let's say, not so good people, bad people, people who are doing lots of different kinds of sin. This man had a party. I'm sure many times this wasn't the only party with them. He had many parties with them. This is probably not a party that any of us would be attending. Any one of us, it's just not our fit. We usually stay away from these kind of people, as we say. But somehow Jesus saw something different in one of them. So he went to his workplace. And he looked at him. And with Jesus' loving eyes, said only two words. And every time I share this gospel, I say it's only two words. But it couldn't have been just two words. It couldn't have been just two plain words. He just said, follow me to this man who was doing all these parties and celebrations. And he wasn't one of the good guys at that point. And Jesus just said two words, follow me. This man, I'm imagining, looked at Jesus in his eyes and was stunned, looked at him and was confused, looked at him was overwhelmed. When Jesus just said two words, I'm sure he was overwhelmed. Something was probably pressing inside of this man. And he was just hit hard by only two words, follow me. He couldn't think straight, just two words. But like I said before, I can't imagine it's just two words when it comes to Jesus. These two words, had more meaning than just follow me. I'm imagining that it had power and grace and forgiveness and love all wrapped up in those words, follow me. I believe those words were a great invitation to this man who was partying and in his own world and cared about himself. He had lots of money, he had lots of comfort, he had whatever he needed at his fingertips. But these two words were an invitation for so much more. These words were an invitation for something so irresistible that he couldn't resist it. It was so enticing. And if you really don't know the story very well, you ask yourself, why would Jesus go to a man who is throwing parties and is drinking and is doing things and is celebrating in a funny way and... Why would Jesus go to him? Why not go to the people who know the scripture? Why not go to the people and, 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 and say, follow me to them? Why, why this man? You know, this man is not really committed. He's not really one of the good people, as people say. This man, as you know, is Levi. Levi. Why, why Levi? Why? Levi, didn't, didn't Levi feel shame for himself? Didn't he think that he's not worthy? Didn't he think he was, was not good enough? 
Didn't he feel like he had something better? Like, follow me, dude. What do you mean follow you? You're, you're, you're a homeless person, pretty much. You go on the, you don't have a place to sleep. And you, I have a house and I have a, a job. You want me to leave my job? Follow me? Why didn't Levi, like, why didn't he resist that invitation? Like I said, the invitation is so confusing to the logical mind. And you wonder, to be honest with you, I wonder what thoughts we have when Jesus says, follow me, serve me, come near to me. I wonder what thoughts we have to say, no, 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 I'm not worthy. Have you ever said that about yourself? Oh, I'm not worthy. I can't. I'm not good enough. Shouldn't Levi have said that out of anybody? This man who is full of himself and parties and money and him. He, shouldn't he say I'm not worthy? But these two words, full of love, forgiveness, encouragement, power, these two words, follow me. He couldn't resist it. He couldn't resist this great invitation. Now, let me ask you a question. If Jesus says to you, follow me, what would you do first? What would you do first? It's interesting what Levi did first. Levi said, Jesus, come to my house. I'm throwing you one of those parties. And I thought it was really interesting. I didn't think about this before, but I want you to think with me. He invited Jesus to one of those parties? I don't think any one of us, if Jesus said, follow me, we wouldn't invite him to our house for one of those parties. But he did. And it made me think, why? Why did he do that? It's a bunch of bad people, evil place, darkness. And then it reminded me of something that we should do. When Jesus says, follow me, come near to me, I want you closer. I you know what we should do? The same thing Levi did. What did Levi do? He invited Jesus to where he was in that point of his life. Does that make sense? Like, he didn't invite him, like, he didn't try to clean up the place and say, hey, Jesus, come. He said, this is who I am. This is all my dirt and dirtiness and sin and weakness and darkness. And I'm inviting you, Jesus, to come inside of it. And I want you to think about that for a second. And I think that's what we need to do. Sometimes we want to, I don't know if we're pretending or we want to pretend for ourselves. Wherever you are in your life with God, invite Jesus to that. Whatever you're doing, whatever condition, here, it was he liked parties. He invited Jesus to the party. But if you look at the party and described in the gospel today, it said that they were all the sinners were there, all the tax collectors were there, all the evil people. Matthew or Levi, Matthew's friends. So the first thing I think we can learn, and I, I didn't realize this before, is that when Jesus wants us to come near to him, with those beautiful words and those eyes, he says, follow me. And he's, telling, he's not telling Levi, he's telling you and me. He says, come to me. And then you can feel that forgiveness, that love, that mercy, all in those two words. And, and what he's saying is, needs kind of a response here. And the response is not, all of a sudden, I'm going to be a saint. All of a sudden, I'm going to be perfect. I think that's the mistake we make. We're not going to be perfect right away. And, and Levi wasn't. He said, Jesus, I invite you to where I am. I invite you to my home. I know it's not the best situation, but I invite you where I am. I invite you into my dark places so you can bring your light. There's something different about you, Jesus. 
And I, and I think that's something for all of us to learn is that whatever you're in, even if you're at work or at school or <clears throat> with friends you're not supposed to be hanging out with or whatever condition you're in, secretly in your own room, we need to invite Jesus there. That's part of responding to the words, follow me, is invite him to where we are. I think Levi's response was perfect. Let me bring Jesus into my daily life. All the bad parts. And He will transform them. He will take care of them. He will make a better version of myself. So I ask you guys today. When those two words, follow me, was read in the gospel today. I'm asking you. When those two words were said in the gospel today. Did any of you flinch? Did any of you think that's for me? Did any of you say... Wow, you want me? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to draw near to? Those two precious words, those two simple, plain words, follow me. Where Jesus' way of saying, I love you, I forgive you, I need you, come near. And the response of Levi is our response. Invite him to wherever you are. Whatever condition you are in, and I am in. And He will take that and make a better version of ourselves. Now that wasn't the only response He had. You know the story. I keep saying Levi, Levi, Levi. But you know his Matthew. You know Matthew is one of the what? He's one of the, the what? Disciples. Twelve. He's one of the twelve disciples. And Matthew... We think that okay, he's one of the twelve, he changed the world, he, saved, he was one of the great apostles who, you know, he spread the word throughout the kingdom. But Matthew wasn't such a good character in the beginning. But you know what he did outside of inviting Jesus to his own life, where he was, his own condition? He decided to fully follow him as a disciple. He actually left his darkness and things and followed him for three and a half years. Now, here's the thing. When we, say, when we say the word, follow him, we imagine something in our mind. But let me explain what follow him means. And this is what Matthew and the 12 disciples did for three and a half years. Follow him isn't just attending the church. If that was the case, that would be perfect for all of us. Just attend the church for whatever time we can, and we're followers of Jesus. That would be perfect, but that's not following him. Following Jesus isn't just attending the church. It's understanding and building a relationship with the head of the church, Christ. We always say the church is body of Christ and there's the head. So attending church is not the goal to say I'm following. Following is more than that. Following is a relationship with the head of the church, not just attending church. And forgive me for the next one, but this is one that I... Think about a lot. Following Him isn't just singing a church hymn. It's not just standing there and singing a church hymn. That doesn't mean you're following Him. Following Him means you're worshiping God with that hymn. You're thanking God with that hymn. It's different than singing from your mouth. It's praising and worshiping from your heart. That's fully following Him. That's what Levi Matthew did. He left his situation and he came to draw near to Jesus and he followed him fully. Not just by attending a meeting. Not by just attending a church. 
but being in relationship with the head of the church, Christ. Not just singing a hymn, but worshiping and thanking God through a hymn. And this is a, then the third thing I'll say, just so we understand each other. Fully, fo- fully following Him isn't just reading the Word of God. Isn't just hearing it today. We do this every Sunday where we have five or six readings and we, we hear the Word of God. And you go home and you have your time in your Bible. That's not following Him. Fully following Him isn't just reading the Word of God. It's getting to know the Word Himself. Who is the Word? It's Christ Himself. Sometimes we forget when we're reading the Bible, we finish reading and then we're done. That's not it. So what I want to say to you today is, those two precious words, follow me, it's full of love, full of grace, full of forgiveness to penetrate our heart. The response is, Jesus, I want you in every part of my life. Matthew invited him to the worst part of his life, but God converted it. And the second part is, when we say, we, yes, Lord, like I'm sure today in liturgy, I want to follow you. Follow, it's not words. It's not hearing or reading the Bible. It's not just attending church. It's not just singing a hymn. That's part of the story. That's not the full story. It's we're connecting with Christ. We're worshiping Christ. We're uniting with Christ. He's the center of what we do in the church. So when you stand to praise today, the hymns, it's not just saying, oh, I said the words that were on the screen. That's not the goal. It's not for you to say the It's for you, your heart, to connect with God. Oh, I heard the Bible today in the sermon. No, that's not the goal. The goal is the Word Himself. And I think let's just keep that in perspective when we fully follow our Lord. Following Christ, there's a lot of learning. There's a lot of listening. There's a lot of asking. A goal of to be a disciple is to be like the Master. Is to speak with the Master. Is to unite with the Master. That's fully following Him. So when you hear the words, follow me, I'm telling you, it's not just two plain words. They're powerful words that mean much more. Today is a story. Today looked like a gospel that didn't have a lot of meaning. I feel like it's the most incredible story. The most impossible story, the most unexpected, unimaginable story that gives hope to you and to me in our condition. Follow me. You can skip it quickly and not mean anything. But you know all of the problems you face and I face? All of the situations that we face? We don't have solutions for that. You don't have a solution for that. So when he says, follow me, there's nothing else to do. Go to the master and unite with him. Because he, once you're with him, once we're following him, he'll take care of those problems. That's the secret. We can't stop sin. Can you stop your sin? Can you stop your problems? Can you save yourself? None of us, including me, none of us. But when he says, follow me, he's so wise. He wants us to put all our attention on him and draw near to him. And our life outside there invites him. So that when we run into a problem, our eyes look to Him, and He will take care. That's what it means to fully follow Him. That's why we go to church. That's why we read the Bible. That's why we pray unceasingly, is to unite with God who is inviting us today. Again, the last thing I'll say, I just want you to imagine this. last thing I'll say is, Jesus is saying to you and to me, follow me, you and me here. But those are not two words, plain words. 
It's follow with power, grace, with healing, with hope. Those words mean come and see what I'll do with you in your life. Come and see what happens inside of you. Follow me means a lot more than we thought. So let's pray today in liturgy. And when you go in liturgy today, pray, worship from your heart and see what God will do. Let's pray for one another. And remember, follow me is a personal invitation. Let's respond. Glory be to God forever. Amen. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.